You're listening to episode 38 of Alexa in Canada, the voice experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Well, hello there, and welcome to the podcast. I've got a very special guest today, and we are going to talk all about the Voice Summit uh, event and what a success it was and how great uh, it was to be there. But before we get to that, speaking of events, I want to tell you quickly about the Alexa conference, which, of course, is the sponsor of this uh, podcast. It's presented by Voice First FM, and it is the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts. I'm really excited for this event, particularly even after being at Voice Summit. I can tell you the value of the events is just incredible in terms of the people that you can meet. This uh, The Alexa conference is going to be held January 15th to 17th uh, at Chattanooga, Tennessee, and tickets are available right now. If you use the promo code Alexa in Canada, you can get 20% off. And I will be there. Not only will I be there, but I'm going to be a speaker there. And I'm really, really uh, honored to be able to be doing that as well. And uh, I hope that you'll be able to join me and, uh, and the rest of the voice community at the Alexa conference. So I have one more thing to tell you just before we get to today's guest. And that is I have a special announcement about something brand new that I am launching the day that this goes live. And that has to do with the fact that currently right now, I am actually at the Voice of Healthcare Summit where I am privileged and honored to be one of the speakers there. So stay tuned at the end of this podcast uh, for information about this new launch. Now, of course, speaking about events, the purpose of today's podcast is to really uh, dive in deep to the recent Voice Summit that was held in Newark with Pete Erickson, the CEO uh, and founder of Modev and the creator of Voice Summit. And in fact, it's a real uh, privilege to have Pete back on the podcast. As you will remember, he was on the podcast prior to Voice Summit, and we were setting up what we could expect out of the conference. And now today, Pete is actually the first repeat guest that I uh, get to have on the podcast here. And we dive deep into uh, what happened at Voice Summit, uh, some of his key takeaways, and he even uh, gives you some predictions about Voice Summit 2019. Uh, He gives you the date of when Voice Summit 2019 is going to be happening and how many people he expects to be there. So we get into all of that. And it it truly is a great pleasure to to bring Pete Erickson back onto the podcast. Great. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Pete Erickson back to the Election Canada podcast. In fact, uh, Pete is the guy that has the the honor of being the first uh, repeat uh, guest. So welcome, Pete. Hey, I'll (laughs) take that honor. Definitely. Nice to be back. Wonderful. Maybe uh, before we get into the the, the topic of um, Summit 2018, we're going to talk lots about that. Um, maybe you can give our listeners a brief brief overview of who you are and um, what you do, just so, particularly for the listeners that haven't heard uh, heard you speak on the podcast before. Yeah, no, no, no problem at all. So yeah, I'm Pete Erickson, the founder of an organization called Modev, uh, M-O-D-E-V. I founded Modev ten years ago after moving to D.C. and saw a need to bring the technology community together. I was looking to get into mobile app development uh, just on the heels of the iPhone coming out and Android phone. And um, and so I started my own community because there really wasn't one. Uh, and since that time, it wasn't going to be my full-time vocation. But a couple of years in, I really saw a need to, to, um, uh, to do more. And so I really 
turned it into my full-time job and uh, haven't looked back. So today I spend my time as a community builder, bringing people together largely around emerging and new technologies. And the Voice Summit, which we just uh, held in Newark uh, last week for three days, is an example of that. Wonderful. And uh, so, yes, we're all kind of recovering from Voice Summit. It was a tremendous, tremendous event. Um, and so let's let's get into that. So first of all, it was in Newark. What's the deal with Newark? How, what, what, what did you go through in terms of selecting your location and, and why Newark and what was the magic behind that particular location? Yeah, I would say that this is also something that I've gotten better at over time. But um, we when we agreed with Amazon to the initial, they were the diamond sponsor. So they kind of were the kickoff sponsor, if you will. Um, you know, the first conversation we have uh, when we're sitting around the table is, you know, where should we host it? And we start, you know, listing all the cities and kind of put up all the, um, you know, the typical cities that we could think about, you know, maybe about 30 cities. And after some analysis, got it down to four finalist cities. And those finalists were Newark, New York, Philadelphia, and LA. Mm -hmm. um, but what we did is, as opposed to just making a selection, we did a competitive competitive RFP process where we had the cities really tell us what could they bring to this event, knowing we were going to hopefully start something that would grow over time. We really were looking for the right partner uh, for the long term. Sure. And the Newark response was just outstanding. They really gave us a community-based response. And when we went on our first site visit, we were really pleased to just discover that Newark has had been really cleaned up. There are five universities there. NGIT, um, which actually graduates more uh, engineers than MIT, um, had a brand new $110 million Wellison Events Center that was like the perfect home base. So all these things lined up, um, not the least of which was the industry that's there. So Audible's headquartered there, Panasonic, Prudential, Horizon Healthcare, uh, Barnabas, uh, Verizon has offices there, AT&T. There's just all this kind of uh, industry infrastructure there as well. So it was just, we got lucky, I think, that Newark was ready for, you know, a major conference to land there. And um, we were, you know, we were validated in that decision last week. We're really pleased with the outcome. Yeah, I, I had no idea that it was that it had quite that much industry in, as far as tech goes. And I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. So uh, it looks like it was a fantastic selection. And also even just getting to the first speaker, the keynote speaker, Dave Izbitsky from Amazon, he, he had a connection to NJIT, which was... Yeah, it's a great story, you know, because um, again, when we made that agreement with Amazon, we, uh, right there, they said, we want Dave Izbitsky to be the opening keynote. So that decision was made well before we ever got to Newark and, and got to NJIT and the and then it ends up he is an NJIT alum uh, had not been back to Newark in 20 years so he was coming back to his his uh, alum uh, college uh, and a town he lived in for four years and uh, gave this keynote address and so it was a very special thing that sort of like the stars all aligned so uh, we feel very fortunate for that as well and NJIT was very pleased that one of their uh, esteemed alumni was coming back to give this keynote. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the event in terms of the numbers, some statistics. Who, What were you expecting? How many attendants were there and that sort of thing? Yeah, we, you know, so also when we set out, we thought, you know, we didn't have a long runway. At the time we made the agreement, we had five months. So we, 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 knew, we knew we wanted to pick the end of July. We knew we only had five months. We still had to make a city selection, get an RFP out. So we put some, you know, we put a goal of 1,500, maybe 2,000. Um, but 1500 was the minimum goal for the event for year one. And 
we felt comfortable with that, but there were a lot of unknowns going in. We were pleasantly surprised that we had 2,777 registrations. Wow. Uh, that also doesn't include a few hundred folks that attended some ancillary events, the Startup Expo and the startups and uh, the VIP reception the night before with the mayor. So that didn't include. Uh, so, you know, we definitely hit over 3000 people were engaged in this event uh, year one. And um, I think, you know, set set a nice foundation for growth going forward. That's absolutely incredible. Incredible. And I remember seeing some of your tweets and uh, I think you mentioned it even in your opening statements that, you know, even just a few days before the numbers were continuing to climb almost exponentially as more and more right. people were, were finding out about it. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think, I think on that line, Terry, what happened there is we had started to get quite a bit of press just because the press was realizing that this event had really landed in Newark and that there was something exciting going on. Right. And so what ends up happening is if the, if, if it gets into the press and starts to, you know, it, you know, the, a lot more eyeballs get on the event. So we were, we, we definitely benefited from that. Yeah. And speaking of the press, I know that there was a lot of coverage at the event too. I think you were covered in Forbes and, uh, Bloomberg and, and so on. So obviously it, uh, it was, uh, it was, a uh, it was a tremendous, tremendous event and, uh, everybody wanted to have a little piece of it to report on it. So. Yeah, we, that was also a nice surprise. You know, you work along, you know, we, I think early on, I think Adweek jumped on pretty early. Bloomberg jumped on fairly early. Um, but then what we've done, uh, you know, when a Forbes reporter shows up and, um, and, you know, late in the game, but then does a, does actually two stories that came out of the event uh, that were covered in Forbes, other publications, Financial Times, NJ.com, uh, you know, just a, a lot of, uh, a lot of really good, you know, all, and all really good positive coverage from the event. Um, also, I think what was a lot of fun is to see Yext make a major announcement in their opening keynote, which I don't know if you caught that, but I did. They had, broad, they had Broadway singers, and it was really cool. Uh, they announced their um, support for Amazon Alexa with their uh, digital knowledge management platform, and they made that announcement live on stage. And so when that starts, that stuff starts to happen, uh, you know, we've laid a foundation now for next year where, you know, we can have a whole whole host of announcements that are coming out around the conference. So, you know, we're we're really excited about where this is going to you know, where this is going to lead to. Um, we had 200 speakers from from, you know, from all over the world. And, you know, we think that we think we have the foundations for, you know, growing something special. Yeah, well, that that's that's absolutely fantastic. And so let's let's talk a little bit about the speakers and the sessions. What sort of things? Um, I mean, you I mean you covered just about just about all aspects of voice. But were there specific speakers or specific uh, uh, or a plan that you had in terms of inviting speakers and, and organizing your program? Well, what I believe in is I believe in letting the industry tell us what's important from a programming standpoint. Um, we did have to evaluate a lot of talks. We had an evaluation committee, um, and um, so we were able to score them and then you know weight them. But we did not. We purposely did not want to try to guide the conversation. We felt like this is a new ecosystem. And we want it to be, we want the programming to be um, representative of sort of the broad uh, conversations that are going on out there. Anything from really deep technology conversations and how to develop for voice um, to design and user experience through product management up through, you know, strategy and, you know, outlook and marketing. So we, we were able to, 
we had such a breadth of, of programming. We were able to put together a sort of a very nice representation of what people care about right now in the industry. And I think that reflected in, in the Twitter traffic. It reflected in the Slack channel for voice that we, that we started and the conversations that are happening there. So, so I guess the, the thing we could take credit for is that we went out and found, um, you know, in a very short period of time, we only opened the call for proposals for four weeks and we ended up with uh, 200 proposals in, um, you know, from all over the world. So we were able to get out there, which was nice, uh, and find those folks. Um, and then, you know, what, what we had to do was take all that great content. We had the best problem you could possibly have as an organizer is too much of a good thing, hmm, but yeah. distill that content down into programming. And in fact, we had to add pretty much almost a full day of programming. So day one, which was the opening keynote day was supposed to be just a workshop day and just, you know, three or four kind of long form deep dive workshops. But when we realized we had so many speakers and so much great content, we turned that into a full day of programming with an opening keynote and a closing keynote and, you know, 11 tracks. Uh, and it worked out. I mean, we, you know, people stayed all the way through all three days, all the way through the ending, you know, closing keynotes and then the, you know, the after party. And we were really pleased with the, the attendance there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that one of the things that, um, that you said in your comments was about really about bringing community together. Can you comment on that and the, the effect of the, the conference on that? I think it's my, I think as I get, as I move along in my career, it's something that I'm really trying to, um, you know, really embrace my role, uh, my role as a community builder. And, you know, early on I sought out to, you know, to be a community builder and figure out how to monetize that. That's a, that's a very, it's a very difficult thing to do because you, you know, uh, community building, you know, you can, anybody can start a meetup group, which is great. I'm a huge fan. I, I got, I got started really by starting a meetup group, but the difference between go, you know, organize the community and organize a meetup and then turning that into an organization that's, you know, has enough sustainable funding to put, to pay people living wages, um, and, uh, you know, and, and be successful at that to then, only focus on that one aspect of community building and not and not have to go into other lines of business in order to support it. In other words, you know, we're not a publishing company, we're not a recruiting company, mm -hmm. we're not a training organization, although we really kind of are because conferences are large training events, but we don't offer ongoing training all the time. Um, we really just focus on community and that's my role. So, and if I'm doing it well, then what happens last week in Newark happens. People come together, the magic happens. I can step back and just let it happen. And that's that's a role that I'm really gonna work on getting better at, you know, over time. But looking for looking ahead, I think that, you know, we've we've laid the groundwork to have a much, much larger event. If we've got to three thousand in four months this year, I think we can get to twelve or fifteen thousand next year. Um, and you know, really create the seminal event in voice uh, technology. That's incredible. Twelve to fifteen thousand. Wow, I'd love to see that. That's all, that's awesome, and I am not and I'm not surprised to hear those predictions at all. Um, what were some of the sessions that that sort of struck you, or or are there are particular highlights of certain speakers or sessions that you saw that? Yeah, I, I have to tell you, I think that um, I think more than just a, a specific session, I think the conversations. There were some really really interesting conversations happening around uh, accessibility. Um, with this technology, uh, Prudential led a panel uh, on the main stage. Um, we had a deaf participant 
Um, we had a, we had another, uh, we had a blind speaker. So I think that the accessibility discussions are so important right now, uh, around voice technology. Um, and, uh, it was just a, it was really, really cool to see that. Uh, the other discussions that, um, I know a lot of folks talked about, I didn't see the panels, but were on aging and, um, uh, you know, kind of healthy longevity and this kind of technology. So those are the kind of surprised me that, um, that, that those got the attention, um, that they did, but I was definitely pleased with the attention that they were getting. So that was pretty fun to see that and that we're going to be able to build on that going forward. Um, the industries I think was also a pleasant surprise. So seeing, uh, the entertainment industry pretty well represented transportation with Mercedes Benz and really interesting conversations around how voice is interacting with uh, transportation today. Um, and, you know, media and entertainment, I mentioned with Netflix and, and Amazon and, and others, you know, playing a big role in that space. So, um, and then the, the retail discussion, the monetization, monetization is a big topic and it was really widely, widely uh, discussed as was search uh, and relevance. So, I think that you know what I what I take away more than any one topic is that is just the level of um, interest everybody had in one another, the connections that were made. Uh, that this is a very nascent industry as well. Uh, that was a key takeaway as well. Is that we're, you know, voice technology Terry has been around for you know 20, 30 years, or you know if you see Space Odyssey, Odyssey two thousand one from nineteen sixty nine, sure, uh, not a new concept. Um, speech recognition, we've had automated teller, you know, tellers on, uh, you know, customer service lines for quite a while now. Sure. But I would just say this, this industry, this kind of voice first era is very nascent. And um, there are a number of challenges that people are trying to solve right now. So it was really fun for us and rewarding to see just the number of really interesting um, or, or, or deep connections that were being made that, that needed to be made. So I think, you know, we got lucky that, you know, we were maybe in the, the right place at the right time with the right discussion, but folks were really hungry to uh, connect with one another. Yeah. And, and that's a really good summary. One of the things I noticed was just the, the depth, the variety as well of the different speakers. And it was, it was you know, if you're interested in, like I say, gaming, there's a, you know, there are many sessions for you to attend there. Uh, I've got a particular interest in healthcare, tons of healthcare stuff there. Um, and it was an opportunity to meet all of the, uh, you know, almost like the, the the pioneers now in this field that that we've got to this stage where the voice first technology is 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 you know becoming to uh, or is is beginning to be at scale, which is really exciting. Um, there was also the whole expo uh, side of things, and lots of representatives there. Do you want to speak about that for a moment? Yeah. So yeah, and you mentioned healthcare. I, I didn't mean to leave healthcare off because it was such a big discussion, mm-hmm. such a big topic. Um, and you know, hopefully you get to meet a lot of other, uh, healthcare professionals from around the world. I I think that, um, uh, really cool to see the impact of Alexa, especially like at you know, like Boston children's hospital. And they talked about how, you know, Alexa in the hospital rooms has really changed for, you know, changed the experience for a lot of kids, which is really great to hear. But, uh, yeah, then we were able to have these, uh, you know, able to have the, um, you know, the expos there. And I was, I was really pleased to see the quality of the expos. Um, you know, for, for such a short period of time, I mean, these big companies moved really quickly. You look at how quickly, you know, companies like Panasonic and Audible and Prudential and others moved to get in there and get there, you know, get set up. Um, 
So that's going to be something we're really going to grow next year. We had almost 60 total exhibitors this year. Um, I would expect that to, you know, that's going to grow exponentially next year. Maybe we'll be up around 200, 250 uh, next year with next year's event. So that expo hall will grow. Uh, we'll have to figure out where to put everybody, but that's a great problem to have. Yeah, that, that, that's amazing. Um, what's been your, your um, what, have, what things have you been hearing since, you know, it's been a couple of days now. It hasn't been that long since, the, since we were there. But what sort of feedback have you been getting from other people and from companies and from speakers that were involved? I tell you what, I, I've been so pleased because so much just unsolicited feedback that people had such a great experience. And again, I, I have to major hat tip to the host committee, to my team, uh, for everybody making it a good experience because I've had so many comments on Twitter and LinkedIn and just into my email box and on Slack. Um, people had a very positive experience. And I just think that, you know, again, um, I guess I feel lucky because I, I could be the one to bring people together. Um, I can't take credit for really what happens uh, when people are there, but it seems it seems to me that most people had a great experience, got a lot out of the event, and they enjoyed Newark. Um, and so that was, you know, sort of a, a triple bottom line for us. That, that's that's amazing. So, Pete, I also wanted to ask you. I've been getting questions from other people in the community that have seen my tweets about the event. People are wondering if they weren't there. Is there any way they're going to be able to access any of the information that was discussed? Yeah, for for starters, they can go to boysummit.ai and check out all the photos because there's a great there's all three days of photos there, so it's really you can kind of experience the event that way. But we are the production company is uh, we captured five stages: uh, the main stage and four of the breakout stages. Great. So those talks are all going to be recorded and will be made available. But it, you know, it's it's all post production. So give us a couple of weeks and then we'll get that stuff pushed out. And it'll be available at voicesummit.ai. Perfect. And I noticed already up there that you got some photos from the event from a couple of the days, or from all three of the days, actually. Yeah, all three days are up there now. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's fun to look through that and already sort of relive some of those memories. You can you can just sort of see the smiles on people's faces and how much fun they're having connecting with people. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's it's a lot of fun for us. And and uh, want to give credit to Dreamplay Media, uh, who did all of our pre-production. So the, the Road to Newark video that you might have seen um, uh, they had uh, done that production that sort of told the story about why we, how we got to Newark. And then they're doing a, um, they did all our capture and they're doing our post-production as well. Fantastic partner, um, in, uh, in Dream Play Media. I just want to make sure I give a shout out to them. That's wonderful. And were they, who, who did the, uh, the opening, um, video that was great right at the beginning of the conference where we had Alexa singing with, with, you know, that is a band. That's a band out of France called Too Many T's. Okay, uh, and they are fantastic. They're a you know they're a rap they're a rap band, but uh, but that song is just it's it's almost like you know you can't can't get enough of it. It's so good. So I encourage folks to go uh, uh, Google on too many T's Alexa, and you'll get the uh, the Alexa rap, and it's 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 funny and fun, and it was a great way to start the day for us. It was. I'll make sure to put a link to that actually in the show notes for this for great. this episode. So that'll awesome. that'll be great. So I, I last thing we'll do here is I just want to share a little story. So I remember at the end of the conference we were up on uh, the rooftop of a hotel, enjoying a sunset. And I don't know if you remember this, Pete. We were chatting, and you said just look look around and look at the the location we're in and the companies that are around us. You could see the signs. Do you want to just share that story? from the from the closing party there yeah i tell you that was pretty cool i mean a we're we're on the rooftop of the um historic robert treat hotel we had planned this barbecue as sort of a closing event and um you know so as we're you know months ago as we're planning the the conference and 
you know, we thought, you know, how many people are going to stay for the last, you know, for the closing event, uh, for the closing talk, and then get over to the Robert Treat and get up on the rooftop? We, we had no idea. We, we just thought we have to do it and see. And we were just so pleasantly surprised. I don't remember if there was live music. There was a, the bar. The bar had made a special cocktail called The Voice. Right. Um, and it was a beautiful night. Um, sun was shining. And there were a couple hundred people there. We were just blown away. Um, great crowd. And you could walk and see 360-degree view of Newark and then the, the, the skyline of Manhattan. But it, it was so then, it, like I was giving people a little tour, like this is why we chose Newark. Look Look out that side, you see Panasonic. Look out the other side, you see Prudential. Look the other way, you see Audible headquarters. So these logos are sitting there looking at you kind of at eye level because they're also um, skyscrapers. And you're, it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, we're right in the middle of where we need to be. And it was uh, sort of a, a real validator on, on Newark and uh, you know, the closing the closing event was a just a great success. Yeah, no, that, it, was, it really was. It was a lot of fun. So what's the plan for next year, Pete? So the plan right now is uh, I made the announcement at the closing uh, right after the mayor, right right before I introduced the mayor, that I think we set a goal next year to get 12,500 people there. Um, we want to make it a citywide event. We want to have a lot. We had three bands at this event, so we want to have a lot more live music and incorporate entertainment into uh, this event because it fits so well with the topic. Um, and... Uh, so, but it'll be largely a technology conference, but think about technology with some entertainment uh, sprinkled in, I think gives it a nice, um, nice balance and uh, probably a full week. So, you know, we would start on Monday and probably run to Sunday um, uh, with, you know, some kind of programming. And uh, I think, I think Newark's ready. I think we're ready. We're going to get to planning on that, you know, right away. And, and uh, for the 3000 folks that were at this event, they're going to get an early chance to get, you know, to get access but I'm very confident in those numbers, and I'm really confident as well in kind of the vision of, of what this is going to become. The, the world needs this event. Uh, needs, somebody needs to bring together this really, really compelling and, and interesting and fun community that's been started around Voice First. Um, so I'm super excited about next year. It's going to be the same week, so uh, July 22nd to July 29th uh, will be the dates. And, um, you know, stay tuned. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well done, Pete. Congrats to you and, and to your team behind you. Uh, incredible event. As I, as I said in a, in a tweet, you know, I know your goal has been to bring the community together. And I think if there's, as I said, if there's one thing that I left with, it was just meeting all the people and that sense of community in the uh, voice first world uh, was really, really apparent. And I've, you know, I've gone away with, I went away with a huge stack of business cards and I'm connecting now with these people. And, and uh, you know, it'll be really interesting to see where, where all these connections that everybody has made take us over the next year. So, Big, big thanks, Pete, for spending some time here. I know you need some rest time now after that conference. And uh, congratulations, and I look forward to, to next year. Terry, you're an important part of the community. Uh, so great to, uh, to be the first repeat guest on your podcast. <laughs> you I'm go. honored. And uh, it's been great to get to know you uh, and uh, have a new friend in, uh, in Vancouver. And uh, hope, to, hope to be seeing you uh, in person at another event coming up. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Pete. And uh, yeah. all the best. Get some rest. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers. Well, there you have it. What can I say? Awesome event. Um, if you were following along on social media, you know that I was on cloud nine for uh, for that week. 
as I've said a number of times, I met incredible people, still connecting with them uh, as, as I record this podcast, uh, setting up collaboration, setting up meetings, setting up podcast interviews, setting up all kinds of stuff that has come out of this. And uh, I'm just so excited about these events. So make sure that you are in the loop as far as events coming up. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, there is the Alexa conference happening in January 2019. The, uh, the information about that will be in the show notes for this episode at alexaincanada.ca slash 38. And I have another special announcement for you that I've been saving. At the, on the day that this podcast is going live, which is Tuesday, August 7th, I'm speaking at another uh, conference, the Voice of Healthcare Summit, taking place in Boston on Tuesday, August 7th, as I mentioned. And my special announcement here is that in addition to continuing this podcast, alexaincanada.ca, if you have an interest in healthcare, and in particular the intersection between healthcare and voice technology, then I welcome you to come and check out my brand new podcast, which is launching today to coincide with the Voice of Healthcare Summit. And this podcast is called Voice First Health. And you can see all the information about it and subscribe uh, at voicefirsthealth.com. I have an introductory podcast live today, and I have two more podcasts live as well today. And in each of those podcasts, I feature and I interview the two keynote speakers at the Voice of Healthcare Summit. So it's a great pleasure, uh, and I'm so excited about this podcast. If you've got a little bit of interest in healthcare and voice technology, then this is going to be the resource for you, and this is going to be the podcast for you. Again, I uh, hope you have subscribed to this podcast. Thank you for uh, for tuning in. Thank you for reliving some of the Voice Summit with myself and with Pete, and I look forward to speaking with you next week. Take care, everybody. She's got, she's got skills. skills.